Anchors Away, the show where we take titles of popular songs and make them the theme for our shows. I'm Rachel, the founder and editor of Chicago's own Anchor Magazine. And I'm Amnesty, her across-the-pond BFF that pitched this crazy show to her. Join us for some wild conversation about everything from music to the unbelievable stories of our lives and dig into the 90% of our brains that are pretty much just song lyrics. We'll make recommendations. Get it? Wreck as in shipwreck. And give next to useless life advice. <laughs> oh god, that was a bad take. That was a bad recording in progress. Today is uh, Video Killed the Radio Star, and that was Rachel's suggestion after a conversation that we had. Just a quick message I sent over to you about um, Bastille's Oculus app concert thing, um, and just kind of thinking about what what the future of music is and kind of is that where we should be going or is live gigs really where should we, we should be going as someone who doesn't have the experience that Rachel does you know Rachel has her her magazine she's at concerts all the time she's right up front and central and I'm kind of always the back like <laughs> I love music <laughs> as much as Rachel but I'm not as involved um, I thought it would be a really good like open discussion around what the future of um, music performance art is media around mm-hmm. it etc so yeah I guess like the first question really is around that that Bastille thing this is like a thirst trap for for Bastille at this point but my thought is it's amazing and it's a really great idea in going in that direction I do always think there will be live gigs and that they're great I love a live gig but I just remember sitting in COVID during the first lockdown and every Friday night, I just get drunk and watch old recorded shows um, like Reading yeah. Festival, um, you know, some some other show, you know, some big festival gigs that have been recorded in their entirety. Um, and I just love it. So for me, I'm like, that dynamic is awesome. I mean, any given Friday night, I can just put a concert on and enjoy myself. But I also do want to go to live events. But you're on the ground. So what do you think is going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah. So I guess the question is, if video killed the radio star, is Oculus killing the live gig? No, I'm <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> like my, my Carrie Bradshaw is like, I couldn't help but wonder if video killed the radio star, what's going to kill the video? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, from my experience, like, and I know, uh, you know, I love sometimes watching like a a recorded live performance, you know, um, once in a while I'll dig it, but it's not my main cup of tea. It's like not my main serotonin hit. And for me going to live shows is mostly about like the community and, uh, you know, like there are so many people with Bastille alone, Bastille fandoms that like I, people I know in my life that were literally fans of Bastille that I met at concerts there. So if we're sticking with them, of course, again, like, Bastille you should sponsor us um but (laughs) you know just like meeting people and then uh just one of my best friends you know met him at a concert here we go to shows all the time together so uh you know I don't know I just think that like for me it's more so about the community so it is quite interesting to see this like kind of a mix of a recorded concert but also it is community connected in a way although it's not in person although part of it because the gig was recorded they had people I guess come into the the studio and so for for people who don't know listening to this Bastille recorded an Oculus gig for the virtual reality and from what they said they had people come in and interact like you know put that in in the virtual reality sequence is that what it's called I don't know you know (laughs) like the experience 
and they were they were performing live and so this is like all and then you would put the virtual reality headset on and you would feel like you're in this like weird dystopian backdrop with other people and I've never used an oculus so I think from but from what I gather is that like you could be like I think you can sync it with other people using it at the same time right so believe so or like is it like a video game character like you could be experiencing this oculus gig with someone else like me and you hop on we get an oculus and we're like oh yeah we're next to each other virtually our avatars are next to each (laughs) other virtually it's the bastille show so there's like I, i like that it's kind of a mix of of the community aspect slash sitting at home being a being a hermit kind of <laughs> yeah like everyone can be part of the human that like the, the human experience the community etc the community yeah. part has been like a huge part of my whole week because there's been a lot of questions around for everyone who doesn't know what I do I'm within the wellness industry um and there's been a lot of questions around are people going to return back to gyms and it's like um with a lot of people moving out of their cities out of the big cities. And this I think would apply to concerts as well. They're not having the access that they do to the big gym environment, but they might use their local gym as their centralized community. And this I think is why I'm so fascinated by this Oculus thing. Cause if it is like that, where I could go and sit with you at a concert, you're in Chicago, I'm in London, like that would be amazing, but it has to be a lot of work, I think. And I obviously haven't tried it and I don't own an Oculus, but um, one of my friends, daughters does so I might like go seal it off and and check it out but um but I guess there's also a lot of questions around how does the how does the band how does the um, performer make money how you know in that sense yeah I yeah I would imagine it's some sort of light and this is all like industry stuff but something like licensing through Oculus like they would pay the band but it would be interesting if you could do like if they did like a lot, cause I know also recently Bastille did like a live stream where they charge ticket, like they stream one of their shows and then they charge a ticket admittance fee. So if you did like an Oculus gig, like in real time, like, I don't know, you know, like where it's like, it's only going to be available for this. And I don't know, is that the case for this one? Or is this like permanently available to watch? I don't, uh, I don't yeah. know, but I don't know. Yeah. Not a clue. But if you could like permanently want, you know, I would assume that's like a flat kind of fee or you could be like, okay, limited time only, like get a, get your access to this. So yeah, that's interesting. And it's, it's kind of, it's just, we're we're emerging out of COVID into this really strange, like middle time almost as well, where people are trying to figure out what, what, what is the future of just entertainment in general? And yeah, yeah, we're taking a step back with things like Kate Bush coming back. And, right, and, you yeah. know, like Stranger Things bringing bringing her back into the realm of, of this. And God, whoever is her publicist or PR did a fucking amazing job of trying to get her back. And I guess maybe she just woke up one day and was like, I want to be popular again after being yeah. in history for fucking years. My dad's a huge fan. So like I, I knew about Kate Bush before all of this. Um, and he was always like, there was that one gig in London that she did. And I wish I had been there, but she, she hasn't performed since. And now she's like back on the market you know, back out there performing again. And it's like, oh, what are we back in the eighties? <laughs> like- <laughs> I know. Yeah. It is int- uh, with how, how much has changed. I mean, it, to think like, I don't know, it just to think like, go back to the eighties with Kate Bush, imagine her being like, wait, one day my song is going to be on this show that has like weird alien, like evil reptile creatures yeah. slash 
it's also like Freddy Krueger slash it's streamed on this platform that people pay for that goes like to their TV, you know, like (laughs) the concept just would have been insane. So it is just interesting how there's like this mix of like, there's always going to be like tried and true staple artists, like iconic Kate Bush. Um, and it's always like at its core, like the music and the artistry of that, but there's always going to be like a mix of like new technology and it's one industry where it's yeah. Always evolving. And yeah. specifically Running up that hill, I think was really ahead of its time for the eighties anyway, basically it's, it's, it's not, not necessarily the style, but what it talked about, um, was I mean, it's all up for interpretation, to be honest, it was really above, you know, ahead of its time. Um, but then you see things like, and this is me making another jump to another topic that has been of interest of, for me this week, is that Florence and the Machines just released um, a dance fever. And it's very 80 synth, but also like very much around anxiety. And also the biggest thing about that, that I'm finding is that the way she's writing her songs is outside of the norm of verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. And also songs are becoming shorter in nature because of the streaming platforms like Spotify, et cetera. Um, but hers probably still about the standard old, you know, three and a half minute, but they're kind of cooked. But anyway, yeah, it's like, it comes in full circles. I just went off on a complete tangent, on that, but, but that would be my no, recommendation no. this week is definitely dance fever on a, on a whole. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I need to listen to the new Florence record. I have not yet. So glad that you're you're recommending but yeah I I would say too and then also just with like the the Kate Bush thing too I'm gonna laugh like I don't maybe she already is but I'm gonna laugh if she gets a TikTok because like her publicist forces her to because I truly think that the way that like licensing and tv shows usually works too is that they like the the music supervisor for the show would be reaching out to get the rights for a certain song so they probably approached her Kate Bush or her people instead of like her being like hey throw my song in an episode and because they obviously have to pull from music from that time frame too so that's interesting to see how like such a futuristic kind of show is going back to the 80s and then like I would love to like pick the brain of a music supervisor on a show like that where it's like a time piece and you have to like really know your music knowledge and be limited to that that category that's already been created because yeah. a lot of a lot of shows will pull like you know new art like they'll they'll get like new artists to give them their music for cheap or for free for the exposure so yeah it's just which is an interesting one because I don't because I, I wonder if they brought Kate Bush up it could have got for me it could have been for two for one or two, one of two reasons blah, 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 blah. I'm gonna edit that out <laughs> <laughs> it could have been for one of two reasons one is that she wasn't huge she was a mystery. Um, which kind of plays into the Stranger Things kind of feel. And then they maybe could afford her as opposed to like pulling something like everywhere from Fleetwood Mac, bringing it again up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where we couldn't really, um, I don't know that they could afford the licensing around that for the show without blowing the budget completely out of the water. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, uh, I don't know. It is just like, it is, interesting how everything just the the industry is always evolving and um kind of like what we're talking I don't know this is like a total shift but um you know we were talking about like live gigs and whatnot and then me being like going out on the ground like taking photos of shows 
uh, it is interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, how social media too connects it, like the TikTokification of it. That's why I'm like, I'm have seen running up that hill use so much on TikTok. So I'm like, I'm just waiting for Kate Bush to have to be like, how does this work? <laughs> Getting on TikTok and making one. And uh, but yeah, so with that, I like every artist being pushed on TikTok um, and already using platforms like Twitter and Instagram. And that's like really the way that artists connect with fans now. Like, I mean, you look at like the the song Stand by Eminem and we, we could even do a whole episode on that. Yeah. But the whole premise is that Stan is like writing a letter to Eminem and he's not getting a response. Not today. That's like me making it or tweeting an artist and not getting a response. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. there's just like that virtual piece to it. But at its core it's you reaching out to an artist that you admire, even though it's like instant and it's not delayed gratification. Like you're just putting your thought out onto the internet and the artist may or may not read it just like how it is with photojournalism. Like before you'd have to take film photos, develop them, put them in a paper. Now I can take photos at the gig and upload them pretty instantaneously. Yeah. And, and oftentimes the artist reshares that. So the, I think the, the feel of the industry is, is becoming less exclusive around uh, who is creating the media around music. So photos, hype, whatever it may be before it may have been a magazine or an article online. And now it's, it's back in the fans hands as to getting that music out there to offer other people to hear, but you're on the, like, you're out there taking photographs and you were talking about earlier, the stigma around around being a fan, being a huge fan of someone and then not be, be given a job because of that. How yeah. do you feel about that? Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever necessarily been the case where like, I haven't gotten a job because of being a fan, but I do feel like there's certain like music photographers that are like, you know, like they'll frown against other photographers in the photo pit singing along or dancing to the song like while we're taking photos it's like oh I'm all business and it's like at the end of the day are we all not just doing this because we're fans of art and music in general and like just because we like one more like a band more than the rest or whatever like I don't think it makes us less professional and in fact like I think that like the connection to the music makes that like it's easier to capture something special when you're have that like emotional bond or whatnot with it yeah. so yeah and I do feel too that even just like, just like in the industry in general, like, you know, we've come a long way, but, you know, making people make comments about like fangirl or like, I haven't heard groupie thrown around as much, which is good, but you know, like things like that, where it's just so much, it's harder to be taken seriously as, you know, a woman trying to be a media professional. And I feel like, you know, miss out on jobs because of it. And it's still very much like a dude's world in the music industry. That's interesting. I mean, like we need to make, make a movement around that. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note too, this is something that just came to mind. There was supposed to be an all women's festival in Chicago. I don't know if they were limiting the audience to be all women, but it was supposed to happen last weekend and like out of the blue, they're just like, it's no longer happening. Like didn't really give a reason. They just said due to circumstances beyond our control, but like Ellie Golding was going to headline. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the other artist. There was some other like really good, performers and then they had comedians as well so musical performers and comedians 
And so the lineup was all female. And I do remember I was talking to some other like male photographers and I was like, are you going to try to photograph this? And they were like, no, I feel like, you know, we should like let the women have their space. So I'm like, okay, yes. Someone who gets it, but that would be really cool to see something. Cause I think Sweden did something like that. So I would be there in an instant. I mean, cause it was like, would that be, would that have been like the modern day Lilith festival? Like, I mean, I know I think- the Lilith festival still sort of exists, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, or actually, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, but whether, you know, whether this is now, it's instead of it just being LGBTQ, it's just women and femme power and all of that. And um, that would be amazing. I would be there in an instant. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know yeah. they were doing that. It's interesting. Yeah. You get to find out why they, they canceled it, whether they didn't sell tickets or something. Yeah, I don't know. I I should look back into it. It was funny because I actually I hadn't heard that it was canceled and I was going to their website to apply for media credentials and it's just like a big banner on the front like it'll no longer be taking place like due to unforeseen circumstances and I'm like, "Well then." And then I did notice on Twitter I started seeing like things on Twitter like later that day about it being so I was just happened to be going on the day that it was canceled. So I thought that was funny. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that, there we go. It's a full circle of uh, <laughs> what is yeah. the future of music? Female festivals, Oculus, um, you know, shows. <laughs> yeah. Virtual well, let me show. ask. Let me ask you this: Like, who who would be if you could see like an Oculus performance of an artist who is no longer alive, but they like made an Oculus experience? Who would be like your top pick for for that? That's so difficult because I or like see- a few, you know. Who, who wouldn't be who is not alive because i i think if i wanted to see them i've seen them so it's it's really hard to say i think maybe maybe like the full the full beatles original probably like as as themselves because obviously they are not together and half of them are dead and you know like yeah that would be really cool in there um i don't i don't know yeah that's a hard question i have to think of that one yeah, the ones that come to mind for me are Prince. I, mm-hmm. as far as I know, I never got to see Prince, and then um, Nirvana. I would yeah. love to see Kurt. <laughs> so I don't know. Very interesting spectrum. Like ends ends of the spectrum, but so. and then mine's all over. Like I'm like thinking back to like original rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that too. Like I would love to have seen like Jimi Hendrix. Like I could just keep like. Janis Joplin like I yeah. would love to see a Fleetwood Mac gig I know that they still are around but I just don't think it would be the same but like when they were still high in as- their prime yes <laughs> I know because there's nothing like I mean I, I just recently saw Robert Plant with my mom she wanted to go and it was funny to me because like she was a really big Led, uh, Led Zeppelin fan and she doesn't go to concerts like ever. I don't know the last time she went to a concert really. Right. And maybe when she took me to one when I was younger, but um, you know, we were like far back. We're like section 200, whatever. And like there, they didn't have screens, you know, like usually like big amphitheaters, they'll have like a screen so you can still kind of see, but they did not have that set up. And I just was like, this is so, I felt like so disconnected to the music because we were like so far back and like people were sitting and, it was kind of an older crowd and my, but my mom was like, that was a great show. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not, not by my, like my experiences usually, but it was interesting. Cause 
yeah and then i heard some people saying that they just generally thought his performance was bad because he's older so like you said it'd be nice to see some of these bands like in their prime like i still think the rolling stones like slay like mick jagger oh, is just like a ball of energy so from what i've seen them but you know and well that's another thing too like r.i.p charlie watts like yeah you know he uh he i got to see the rolling stones twice with with him but they're still touring now without him so well then yeah there's things like queen back in the day oh my gosh wait how did i not think of them for the oculus gig that okay like that's what i was thinking like there are so many but for me i think like prince or like freddie mercury like queen because they're like performers you know yeah i mean not that i don't know like i I've seen videos of Nirvana and I think they'd be really cool. I like, I like their music a lot, but I'm just like, as far as like the whole like artistry and the like diva of print, like I went to Paisley park and there's a whole closet and by closet, it's like basically bigger than my apartment of just the shoes that he wore. And so like, (laughs) yeah. And it was really cool. Like they're all like, a lot of them are like custom painted like designs. Like there was one that had like clouds on them. I was like, well, those are cool. You're like, walking yeah. on but yeah just like things like Maybe that we'll see some of the shows that were you know like the live aid show like were real, were real iconic and mm-hmm. kind of feel like you were there i know that it would probably never be the same because you'd seen the show you would know it was coming it's not the surprise it's not that shock of being there and in, in, in real life but it just still would be cool to be like i could sit in this experience you know yeah I think that really goes back to you know uh, future ink within Bastille like that's the idea is to sit sit within an experience but. yeah and it'd be interesting to see if they could ever make like already filmed performances like live aid into like a virtual reality I don't know I, like I think you have to film it a certain way to do it but if they could slice it together but it's also interesting to think now like who are the artists of today that could make an oculus gig besides Bastille and like who you know like how many future generations will be watching it you know and i would love to like do one did a v uh vna show over covid that was like a a live gig that you paid tickets for or virtual live gig but i could see her doing something like that that would be really cool but yeah or i don't yeah even like i'm just thinking like the uh, harry styles like that would be like I'm like he is this generation's David Bowie so and that, <laughs> that's oh that's actually another one uh, David Bowie would love to yes. love to see an oculus kick so it's like all these like in hindsight it's like why didn't we have this technology then but going forward you know and yeah and the Har- Harry Styles it's just like fascinating to me like how much like I think he's an artist who is breaking through the stigma of like because I will admit even and I don't know if I mentioned this before but um you know when he first came out with a solo artist or solo album he (laughs) people were recommending it to me and I was like the dude from One Direction I think I recommended it to you I was like basically you gotta listen to this you're like no not at all (laughs) I was like he's from One Direction but now I'm like oh my god Harry Styles But yeah, and I love I love his most recent album. And I just yeah, I just think that everything he's doing, like he's really breaking the mold of like, 
I mean, I know there's like men in their 40s that like him, you know, like I listen to like a podcast where <laughs> podcast is like literally a man, a straight man in his 40s. And he's like, oh, I love Harry Styles. I would love to have him on the podcast, you know. So it's like there is no age limit. There's no like fangirl limitation to him anymore. And I appreciate that he did that because it's another thing. I just think that like, oh, yeah, well, certain artists get brushed off. It's just like fangirl teeny bopper things and and yeah. They're, yeah, they're not. They're not listening. Anyway, to yeah. <laughs> I know. I think that's that actually went in a really interesting direction at the end there. So I liked. Uh, yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I think we I love talking about. Is just what you know. This this thing came to me, or I was listening to the song, and I just thought, wait a minute, why why is why is that, or why where is that going? I just love that kind of stuff. That's that's really yeah, cool. yeah. Um, well, this was a great conversation. Do we want to do? our official ship recommendations of the week. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? <laughs> All right. Well, I was like literally just going to my Spotify because I'm like, what have I listened to lately? That is like new hot, like that Hansel's so hot right now. Sorry. That's a Zoolander. So I, um, um, <laughs> yeah. Like I already mentioned Florence and the machines, but if I was to suggest a specific song right now, the one that's on repeat is Choreomania, which is basically about dancing yourself to death. And I'm like, that's oh, me. Well. <laughs> I do. I need to, I need to listen to that. Uh, let's see. I've been listening. I've like reinvigorated my love for this. Oh, I just have to say something too, while we're talking about media and sharing artists, you know, on social media or whatever, Julian motherfucking Casablanca's from the strokes reposted a photo. I took <laughs> Yes, mic drop. Um, I'm like surprised anymore, but I mean, it's like, it's yeah. still, you got to like celebrate your victories. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he of course didn't credit me. So I'm just like, I don't think he cares. I'm not even going to try to be like, dude, credit me. I'm, you know, there's like those people that you try to get them to add the credit. And I'm like, whatever, honestly, like I give up at this point, which sucks. It's like, I just wish other artists would understand. It'd be like me taking one of their songs and like throwing it on a video without getting the rights to use it, you know, or like just being like, which yeah, I wrote a this lot, song. I guess, which is not okay. Yeah. Make it okay. But it does happen. We'll have to do a whole episode on that. But okay, what do I want to recommend? Oh my gosh, there's so much. Well, I, you know what I'm going to say? I'm interviewing, and again, I don't know when this actual podcast will come out, but I'm interviewing Alice Merton, who she just opened for Bastille. <laughs> How many times can we say Bastille in one episode? Bastille. Um, <laughs> but she opened for them. And she, her new album called Sides just came out and she's, she's kind of like a fascinating background. She has a song called No Roots, which is like very viral. Uh, but she, I think she was like born in, she was either born in Canada or England or something and then lived in Germany and then now lives in England again and just all over the place. But yeah, her album came out and she's very, I heard, I've heard a couple of people compare her to Florence and the Machine actually, like her vocals. So and she's got like a mix of kind of like electronic-y, but like also like a full rock band. Yeah, so yeah, good. good I'm all mix. there for like the 80 cents electronic pop shit right now. That, yeah. That's all up my alley. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. I saw a meme that was like me. Uh, it was like, you know, someone like love it. Like, I don't know. I'd have to see if I could find it, but it was like my music taste, 80s music. And then music that sounds like it's from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <basically. laughs> yeah 
that it was like it was like I don't know it was like yeah like hugging two things and it was like you know like someone hugging and it was like the one thing was like like one teddy bear was music from the 80s and one was like music that sounds like it's from the 80s and yeah, like, we're definitely up. coming full circle so if if the future of music is anything to be you know to be analyzed you know maybe the next thing is 90 at 90s or you know we're gonna go back yeah. like the noughties emo music is gonna come back like real hardcore oh my gosh i'm excited for that the reinvigoration <laughs> of see well like mullets are back right now so it's only a matter of time before like emo hair is back yeah you know? yeah for sure so. but i'll just be like i was over here with my emo haircut the entire time fuck you all yeah like <laughs> i i do have to say i broke and i went back to the center part yeah. but you know i i could only take so much gen z pressure you know like trying to trying to fit in um with with the trends but <laughs> yeah, well oh yeah well anyway i know you have gigs to get on to miss yes. popularity and i'm gonna oh. go catch up on stranger things speaking oh shit. You, so you haven't caught up wait i do have, have what so you at least got to the kate hill moment right i haven't even seen that so that's the reason why i'm like so fascinated oh. by it because i don't okay. know where it is in the show but i want to binge it but i'm so fascinating okay. to, it's fascinating to watch it from the outside of seeing what the fuck's happening with it you know and i'm mm-hmm. all right well once you watch it our next episode we need to talk about what our vecna song is so keep that in the back of your head i will i will will, i'll watch a lot of it this evening so maybe tomorrow we'll talk about it or next time we'll talk about it (laughs) all right yeah well that's a wrap on this week anchors away yes all right should we like cut thanks again for listening to anchors away make sure to check us out on instagram at anchors.away that's a-n-c-h-r-s dot a-w-a-y Also, listen to our podcast Spotify playlist for future episode titles linked in the episode notes. There's also a recommendations playlist for you to listen to as well. And if there's a song that you want to hear us talk about and cover, shoot us a recommendation on Spotify. There's a little Q&A where you can suggest things or you can slide into those DMs on Instagram and we will add it to the list. Perfect. That was perfect. (laughs) I literally have two times.